1: We'll
0: Hello and welcome to episode hundred and twelve of Geek Town Radio. I'm back this week with Andrew.
2: Hi everybody. How are you doing? Doing good, thank you very much. We've got some exciting stuff this week. Um and behind the scenes some some big news which we'll come to later. <laughs> I'm sure whether I call it big news, but yes, okay. Oh, it's big. It's big news, it's big news. It's it's even even bigger than Star Star Wars trailers.
0: <laughs> well, yes, okay. Let, well, let's kick off with that it's my birthday
2: <laughs> it's dave's birthday it's dave's birthday and he's finally not a teenager anymore uh,
0: yes yes by some stretch not a
2: teenager anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I, three times over <laughs>
0: for douglas adams fans I, I have reached the meaning of life so uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yes so so Happy yeah
2: birthday dave
0: thank you yes i i'm uh I, I'm happy to be doing a podcast on my birthday. So <laughs> it's how well, I want to spend my birthday.
2: We will make it fun. <laughs> so um,
0: how are things with you? What have you been up to?
2: I'm fine, thank you. And I've, uh, well, although this is obviously a TV thing, I've actually managed to fit in, in the last week, two films, which everybody else has probably already seen. Um, but they were firsts for me. The first one being, no, it's not called that, is it? Deep water horizon (laughs) right (laughs) that's not right okay deep Deep water horizon um it's based on a true story um and it is actually very very good even though when things are based on true stories you know what's going to happen you have a good idea it's how they get there that makes it interesting and obviously the um what i call which is very inappropriate given what i've called it in the notes but it's, <laughs> the, the money shots of things blowing up
0: yeah no it's not a movie i've seen actually uh, it, yeah it it, uh, it looks quite interesting there
2: where yeah. where did you see this uh, Virgin movies which is where i usually see my films these days right uh, okay and wait till it comes out and then rent it that way and then the other one that i watched uh, which is also relatively new to to that platform is rogue one which again, of course, everybody has seen what over a yes.
0: year ago. No, no, it's uh, no, no, no,
2: no. I'm getting not... mixed up with episode seven. No, it yeah, came out yeah, yeah, December
0: last so, year. Yeah. So,
2: and and that is very good. It is, however, very strange. And I'll be brief because it's probably been discussed before. It's very strange getting the Lucasfilm bit and the 20th Century Fox bit, and then not getting the scrolling text.
0: Yeah. Which...
2: Uh, up the screen. it it, it, it it's the anticipation is there and then it's not paid off and they've obviously done that on purpose to say this is not part yeah. of the main saga and yet you know i i desperately wanted it to, to to do that but i mean it is it is essentially episode three and a half isn't it
0: yes basically it's,
2: um, episode, um, think... episode
0: zero i think it's or oh, episode yeah no episode three and no. a half yeah
2: yeah. Episode. Yeah. Exactly. Episode. I mean, but in. I mean, what what I was left thinking is that it's one of the best Star Wars films, regardless of how you count it. Was actually very very good. Um, it's probably not spoilery because everybody's seen it. To say that, for obvious reasons, a lot of people didn't make it to the end of the film. Yeah. Because you couldn't have, you couldn't have people wondering then where these people just disappeared to it in the rest of the story. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And it made me think having you know having seen basically that small section of Darth Vader in his absolute prime yeah for about what 10 seconds if, if that <laughs> 30 that seconds maybe whatever yeah. else they're planning i really want to have a Darth Vader it's not a spin-off film but a, what a, a film that shows Darth Vader rise to power basically yeah i mean between episode three and episode four yeah that would be fantastic
0: that time period is quite extensively covered in the comic books actually
2: um
0: but yeah i i I know exactly what you mean because that version of darth vader where he's kind of full badass mode um is not one that we've seen on screen particularly Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know it's it's what we've seen in video games and and you know in the cartoons and that sort of stuff but we've never seen him do that and uh, you know on, on actual film and uh it just goes to show why the rebels are all so terrified of him you know it's yeah it's amazing i mean that that particular bit just makes the entire film worthwhile for me
2: well exactly but given how complicated it was to destroy the death star what makes me wonder is how so vulnerable darth vader is when he's in his tank why was the strategy not to invade the castle and kill him there (laughs) <laughs> while he wasn't while he didn't have his armor on yeah i yeah I, I don't know <laughs> we we could discuss star wars plot holes till the cows
1: come home i'm sure <laughs> yeah.
0: although yeah. i mean one of the great things about rogue one is it it did um, fill out the one of the major plot holes in that why was there an un- uncovered exhaust port on the uh, yes, on the Death Star? Yeah. it does actually resolve that issue um yes. which is one of the great things about that film as well uh, but it, yeah it's it's brilliant really it really is, well it done
2: it is very good and bring bring on more i say i mean I, I i you know obviously we've seen the trailer for episode 8 um i'm sure we'll get a, a different trailer uh, at the end of the summer and that's going to be really, really good, too. Um, but just as a final note, my four-year-old asked, and I couldn't answer this, if Darth Vader is the most powerful Jedi that ever seen and the most powerful Sith ever seen, why does he not have Force lightning?
0: Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I actually can't answer that. I don't nope. know I don't, I don't know 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 no. why. Um, uh, yes, good I point. I said because
2: he's so powerful, he doesn't need it. He can just pinch his fingers together and... People die, yeah, and, yeah. and he said, "But Count Dooku can do that too." And I, I said, <laughs> "Right, let's change the subject now because I'm getting <laughs> stuck." <laughs> um, but moving moving back to TV, anyway, um, I think the big one in the last week has got to be home, homegrown Mister Mercurio's absolutely fantastic line of duty.
0: Yes, um, I, I, I although I have to say I I've never seen an episode of Line of Duty, and it's but it's one of those that's getting such. Um, great reviews I, I need no. to go back and watch it but
2: yeah. you could probably because it's British it's only six is it six episodes per season you and and because there's significant tie-in and you really have to pay attention it's not a second screen uh, affair yeah. you need to pay attention you could watch the whole thing from the beginning of ser- series one and you would probably get quite a lot out of it but the I'm, finale the finale yeah. of series four was, was on Sunday and it was it was really, really good and I cannot wait uh to see series five which is already commissioned but apparently not yet written. Yeah. So that that's one of the best things, one of the best police Shows for a long time.
0: Yeah, uh, I I will uh, I I will go back and and watch that when I have a bit of time because everybody says how brilliant it is. and oh, uh, you, you must do. You I must I, do. I just I just missed it the first time round and then never kind of caught up with it. So it's, I will go it's and seek not, it out.
2: It's not geeky and it's not gritty in in the kind of the wire sense of yeah. grittiness, but it's it's very gripping. Um, and then moving back to American TV, I think uh, you've you know obviously you'll you'll be up to date but i've been uh watching the new episodes of prison break and yes. i'm i'm struggling to engage with it as i did the first time round um i don't know why that is uh because it doesn't seem to be anything particularly wrong with it um and obviously we're going to come to other remakes and reboots and re yeah whatever is later on but i just wonder if as good as it was it perhaps had its time and i don't know uh i I can't put my finger on it but it's it's worth a watch
0: yeah i mean i've i've been enjoying it i've Mm. i saw the first three episodes a while back and uh i i really quite enjoyed it and sort of wanted to go on and and watch the next one which i think is is a good sign for the show um and i i caught episode four i actually watched last night so um so I'm up to date with it. But, I, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I, I think, yeah, I want to see where the show, where the program goes and, you know, what's going on with Michael and, and, you know, is there another kind of layer to what he's doing and that sort of stuff. So... Yeah, I've
2: been really enjoying well, there, that. Bit. There will be it's it's Michael Schofield. There'll be <laughs> another at least one other layer as to what he's doing. Yeah. Probably more. Um, and then the last one on, on in this section is I think this week's the last episode of Twenty Four. Yes, uh, Twenty Four. And and I, I have been enjoying that, um, but again, not to the same level as it as it was at its peak. Um, although it was better than some of the some of the seasons of, of uh, Jack Bauer's era. Just really wanted to see. Um, although Kiefer Sutherland is clearly around on set because he's listed as an executive producer, he's obviously there sometimes. A, 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 well, a cameo, yes, a cameo or something in the background would have been just marvelous. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Whether well, we'll see him, mean, I don't. I, do, I don't know if it's actually been um, renewed.
0: Ha- well, it hasn't yet. Fox are saying the numbers weren't quite as high as they would have liked um but they do seem quite keen on bringing it back again so uh, whether it, it gets picked up again we don't know yet um they're they're still contemplating it mid-may is usually when we know all the renewals so we'll yeah. find out hopefully then whether they are going to pick it up again uh, i mean the the problem with for, for those of you that are 24 fans as well you can uh, hear me and Matt do. Uh that we do have 24 specific podcast over on Entertainment Talk, which is entertainmenttalk.org. So you can you can go over there and listen to the pair of us talk every week about 24. Uh, obviously the last one is coming this week. Um and,
2: and they talk in real time.
0: <laughs> we do, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean uh, but I've I've been really enjoying it. I, the, we've talked about various ways that you know you could move forward with, with that it would be nice to see a bit more of Tony in it, you know, because he was sort of popped up for a bit, and then kind of disappeared and then popped up again. So, um, you know, maybe they could do something which is a bit more kind of Tony and Eric moving forward, something like that. But, uh, so you've got one connection back to the old series. The problem with bringing Kiefer back is the fact that he's on designated survivor. Uh, even though he is on as a exec producer, how much involvement he actually has, is is difficult to say. Uh, so
2: apart from banking a check it might not yeah
0: <laughs> that may very um, well be it you know um yeah
2: but so. the, i mean the the thing is with all these kinds of things and also the with the same basis that clearly the star wars makers recognized with luke skywalker in episode seven as soon as you put such a major character in early on nobody cares about any of the other characters yeah So if you had jack bauer even if they have plans to bring him back briefly later which which is fine if he brought him back too soon, nobody would even remember the current lead character's name, let alone care what he was doing.
0: Yeah, and and that's an issue, and I think they were very right not to put him into the first season um, because I think that would have it would have just distracted from everything else they were trying to set up. So, yeah. you know, I, I think it would be nice to see him turn up at some point later on if they if they do make more seasons of it. Uh, but, yeah, and, and I'd like to see a few more of the old characters come back, but not necessarily Jack immediately. You know, um, I know there's a, there's a lot of people that are, would love the idea of Jack coming back, but personally, I, I think keep him away for a while before you bring him back in. Plus, you say bring
2: bring back the old characters, but, you you know, 24 was known for being ruthless. There's not a lot, (laughs) but still alive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the obvious one would be somebody like Chloe, who is still around.
2: Um, yeah, definitely not Kim because she was annoying.
0: Yeah, yes. (laughs) Um, So, you know, Chloe would be the obvious other character to bring back. Yeah. but we'll uh, we'll see where it goes i I am hoping that they they give it a second season and give it a hopefully. chance
2: hopefully yeah. yeah so on that basis everybody this month we should be updating the renewals and cancellations quite a bit because everything that's not been done yet will be known by the end of this month or more yeah. or less everything anyway except the um uh the American uh, cable stuff
0: i think yeah american cable stuff tends to work on a different schedule and sometimes things that have come back mid-season don't don't get renewed yet you know there's sometimes there's a bit of a delay so but most of their their major things will be announced sort of middle of the uh middle of may usually and it seems that we've managed to avert a writer's strike so far uh so oh, We've had those before. Yeah, well, I mean, because we, as we Mm. talked about last week, there was a writer's strike potentially looming. It sounds like they've actually come together and worked right up until the deadline to manage to sort something out. So it's still a bit tentative at the moment, but it does sound like they're going to manage to avoid it because I don't think either side particularly wanted to strike because it costs a fortune for the industry Mm. and obviously it puts everybody out of work. So... I think they wanted to avoid it as much as humanly possible. And, and it sounds like they've managed to do that. So uh, hopefully there's going to be no writer strike this year and, and things will carry on as normal. Yeah. Um, good. But uh, yeah, on, on my side, because there's, there's been a few shows that have finished um, and uh, things that have been off air the last few weeks, like all the, all the Belanti shows um, I, I've had a little bit more time to go back and, and, finish off box sets and things that i've been saving and and that sort of stuff so i, I finally got to the end of 13 reasons why on netflix
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is is a quite an amazing series uh the the last few episodes of it are, are a very tough watch in places i mean if you if you don't know the the premise of 13 reasons why it's a girl that uh it's set in a high school and there is a girl who has committed suicide a few weeks earlier, and it opens with a, a box of cassette tapes being left on the doorstep of one of her friends. And each tape is given a, a reason why she decided to kill herself. So it, it's, it's about sort of, you know, teenage suicide, bullying, um, all, all that sort of stuff uh it's a very beloved book in and a very important book in in u.s in the u.s because they use it a lot in schools to talk about teenage suicide and and to to teach about you know um interacting with people and that sort of stuff i think it's been done very well there's been a lot of controversy over it over its depiction of it and I, i think they handled it sort of as sensitively as you can do with, with that sort of thing. Right. I, I think they, you know, it's, it's very difficult and a very tough subject to, to cover. Uh, what is interesting is they're actually talking about doing a second season of it as well. There are a few things that are set up towards the end of that which which point into directions that they could possibly go because obviously the first season comes to an end after the end of those uh, 13 stories that, that the girl leaves. So, yeah it's going to take us some sort of slightly different form moving forward. But, uh, that, that's sort of interesting. I thought that they weren't going to just do it as a one-off that they are looking to continue mm. it in some way. So, um, yeah, but it, it's a, it's a powerful series and, um, uh, uh, tough subject to deal with but i think they they do it really well and, and you know the, as i say the last few episodes i found particularly tough to watch right not not for young teenagers most definitely you know young teens uh but but older teens it is it is definitely worth watching the okay. other thing that i've been catching up on is uh grim which is is currently playing through its final season on uh, watch over here I actually had fallen way, way behind on this so I was I ended up sort of halfway through the previous season, so I and had them all stored stored on the Skybox. So I've just been going through and kind of catching up on all of that really enjoying that show it's always been quite good fun the storyline i think it's it's got to a point where they're probably at the right point to to bring it to an end because yeah this is the final season of it
2: it's a brave decision doing that and i think it's the right decision and a lot of programs a lot of shows don't do it they keep going because there's still money to be made and it dilutes the greatness of of programs at their at their peak that i mean i could we, we could spend all afternoon listing shows that have gone on yes too long um yeah. so more of this I, I would say more shows knowing when to bow out gracefully
0: yeah no absolutely i mean there there are many many shows out there that, that seem to uh, go on for, for way too long and uh, actually one of those shows which we've talked about a few times hawaii 50 on, yeah. the, on the podcast um and we've talked about that that just getting sillier and sillier uh, somebody did point out that uh, I think after the end of the next season, the guy that plays the lead, that plays Steve McGarrett, he's actually said he's leaving. Um, right. So I think that maybe it may be that that it ends after that season because you've already got Scott Carn, who plays uh, Danny in the show. He's already spending less times filming episodes because he, he hasn't moved to Hawaii. He lives in L.A. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I, I, I suspect that you've probably only got one more season of Hawaii Five O unless they decide to completely revamp it. But I, I think it's probably better to leave it at that point. Oh,
2: they- they could always stop making it leave it 30 years and then remake it you know? <laughs> again yes right, again <laughs> yeah
0: so you know it's been it's done eight seasons which is a f- yeah. pretty respectable eight seasons. run
2: i've always said it for something as well made eight seasons is actually for the american style is is quite a good number it yeah. lets them tell a complete story um it, it's it's quite long enough yeah
0: so uh so yeah i will we'll see what happens uh with that
2: but um but speaking of things that should end after eight seasons, <laughs> you've, got Do- you've got Doctor Who mentioned. I mean, hey. that's, that's <laughs> yeah. No, we're, doctor just, Who- we're just about we're just about to um, be hypocrites, here. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, Do- Doctor Who. Have you been watching this season?
2: Yes, I have, and I'm uh, struggling a bit to invest in the characters this time. I'm not overly keen on the new companion. Oh, ah, okay. Um, and I'm not overly keen on the Doctor this time round, and I don't. I don't know if it's just me you know it's not you it's not you it's me i don't know or or if it's the 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 stories i mean some different settings different planets but similar kind of storylines over and over again there doesn't seem to be anything uh any any, there's no hook this season yet
0: well there i suppose there is the the vault is is probably the overarching thing um yeah that that's kind of the the hook that they're going for but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I've been quite enjoying this season. I think it's it's been doing quite well. I quite like um, Bill, uh, Pearl Mackey's character. I th- I think um, she's fun and uh, you know not kind of fawning all over the Doctor as some of the previous companions have. Uh, well, yeah. I, you <laughs> know, um, I, I I didn't I didn't think the previous mm. I didn't think this week's episode were as strong as as the week before. No. Um, yeah. I, you know, I thought the, the... I mean, it was perfectly fine as a Doctor Who episode, but it, it wasn't as good. I didn't like it as much as the previous one. But I, I think as a pairing, I actually quite like these two at the moment. Um, I, I I mean... I,
2: I think there should be more of um, Matt Lucas's character. No yes. Yes. Um, he is... He, he's very interesting. I, I like him. I like him in it. Um, yes. You, you wouldn't want him all the time because it's quite a if if it was in every scene it would start becoming a bit Jar Jar Binks-ish yeah um but it's yeah having a kind of third pair of hands kicking around is quite good and, and you know I, I I've done what I always try not to do and I've read a bit about what's happening next and who the next doctor is going to be and and plans for next year and who's coming back and all of that so I think they're uh, there's definite movement forwards and for that reason perhaps it may feel that this series is a bit of a treading water series i don't know
0: yeah i mean i i'm just interested to see where they go because obviously we know that there are missy and the master coming back later on that's already kind of been out there uh, yeah
2: which uh, which is the same character and it'll be interesting to see quite how they yes how they how they uh, established that
0: we also know there's something slightly weird going on with the regeneration this year as well because they've they've mentioned things about the regeneration isn't straightforward. They even showed the cl- a little clip of him regenerating, actually mm. in the trailer. So, um, although I think that's probably a misdirect, but but yeah, I mean it's it's kind of interesting. I think it's it's going to be one of those things that's going to grow and grow this year. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it. Um moving on, other new shows I've watched this week. Uh Dear White People, which is a, a Netflix show uh set in a predominantly white college in America. And uh it follows a, a girl who does a radio show, which is, is sort of aimed at the black community of the of the college mainly. Um uh, mm-hmm. but uh she's called mm-hmm yeah white people and it's it's a very interesting look at race relations within that environment from her point of view and sort of for millennials and, and that sort of thing and what is in supposedly a post-racial society and and yeah.
2: the sort of, it never will be there will
0: it well exactly so you know so how how that sort of works and uh yeah, it's a really interesting uh, series, and it's funny as well. I mean, it's it's okay. very much a kind of uh, comedy drama rather than a a heavy drama or anything like that. It's a it's a really entertaining series. So um, yeah, I've I've seen a couple of episodes of that. I'm quite enjoying that. It's a, they're they're half hour episodes each, so it's not kind of you know big long things to go through.
1: Um
0: okay. But that that's worth looking up. It's it's an interesting show. You also got uh, Silicon Valley, which came back last week as well, which is utterly, utterly brilliant. Um, I, I love the way that they set the um, Pied Piper guys, that sort of side, com- that company. They're kind of set up to fail upwards, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Ev- everything they do, they they sort of manage to kind of seem to get the upper hand by accident, you know. Um I and Gavin Belson, who runs Hoolie, which is the kind of big conglomerate thing, seems to to sort of do everything to try and be sneaky and, and devious and manages to utterly fail through no mistake of his own, really. Or for, you know, through through sort of a, a bunch of circumstances, ends up making him fail. So I I, I just love the way it's written. It's extremely funny. At brilliant cast if you've not caught silicon valley it's on um sky atlantic uh, just great great show it's a HBO show and i also got to see a film this week i went to see guardians of the galaxy 2
2: wow there you go um any good
0: yes i i enjoyed it it's it's a little short on plot in places there's probably about 45 minutes of of plot in a two and a half hour film or whatever it is
2: a lot of nice looking padding
0: yeah i mean that that's basically the case the the plot itself i don't think is as strong as the first movie it's not got quite as good a central thread but there is a lot of really funny stuff going on around it um it's well performed it's brilliantly written it's very very funny um i i I just i would like to see in a slightly more cohesive script rather than it just being a bunch of vignettes around kind of a a, a short central kind of story but it's still well worth going to watch and uh,
2: it sounds like you didn't enjoy it perhaps as much as the first one so the question is in in the ever-growing marvel roster of films where does it fit as far as you're concerned
0: um for for comedy value alone i think i would put it third funniest out okay. of because i i i think guardians is, is brilliant and i think ant, ant- man is superb uh, i think this is probably the next funniest film right. so far although Thor looks like it's going to be quite good as well. The Thor Ragnarok looks like it's going to be quite funny. Um, overall, in terms of, I'm not sure where I put it in the whole pantheon of, of movies, it's, it's a solid enough film, uh, you right. know, and it's an entertaining enough film. I, I just think it's it's kind mm. of in with the mix of, of good Marvel movies. It's by no means a bad film. I just don't think it's quite up there with the first Guardians of the Galaxy. And part of that might just be the expectation of it, you know, but I, I, I did enjoy it. I, you know, I came out, I laughed, I came out like smiling. So, you know, I, I think okay. it's, it's a great fun popcorn movie to, to go and spend a few hours in the company of, I would say. Okay.
2: But it doesn't drive the, the, the um, Marvel universe narrative forward anywhere.
0: At little bits and pieces, I guess it does because you are dealing with the, the two daughters of Thanos are, are in the, uh, the film. So, there is a certain amount that it kind of drives forward a little bit there and i'm sure there will be other bits and pieces that get picked up particularly as we get into infinity War, because guardians are i think are showing up in infinity war as well so right. um so yeah i think we will get some of that but and it it does kind of set a few things up but nothing kind of major in in terms of the overall arc post credits uh, five post-credit sequences.
2: Five. That's got to be a record. Yes, I think
0: it, I think it probably is. All of Fights. which are just again are, are funny yeah. little gags, rather yeah. than setting anything up for a coming movie. They're just like a bunch of funny little gags. So you know,
2: five post-credits So we're going. To, so in in thirty years' time, when they're still making these, we're going to have the credits at the start of Marvel films, and the whole thing will be post-credits.
0: Yes, quite possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you are kind of getting to that position. But uh, but yeah, good. It's, it's, uh, it's good fun. Worth going to see, definitely. Excellent. Okay. So that's everything we've been doing this week. Let's move on to some TV and film news.
1: Bye, 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 bye.
0: Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky,
1: soft, and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oceamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over
0: $60. Kick off TV and film news this week with some renewals. Um first first renewal genuine renewal is happen leonard which is a uh, sky uh, sorry an amazon prime show over here so that's been renewed for a, a third season the other one which which isn't necessarily a renewal as such but ninety uh, sitcom roseanne
2: apparently may be coming back for a new series which when we discuss these kind of which which programs would you like to see come back we're really going to end up having to do a list of which ones you'd don't want it to come back <laughs> yeah it would be, be quicker and easier
0: i mean out of all the things that could come back rosanne isn't necessarily one that would have been on my, on my list but it will be a uh, it, it's one of those things that was massively popular when it was made uh, you know and, and airing in the 90s it was the biggest show in the u.s so i i think I understand why there is, is some desire to, to try and uh bring it back again. Plus I think, you know, following uh, your average working class American family right now, I, I think would make for an interesting TV series. It's probably quite a good time to do it. Roseanne obviously is signed on, she's one of the people behind bring it back. Roseanne is signed on, uh John Goodman is signed on to do it, assuming they can find uh backers for it. So yeah. that's one thing they will have to resolve is uh, that John, uh, the John Goodman's character Dan, actually died at the end of, or was killed. Sort of, it had this weird ending sequence, a, a voiceover over the end, which said that the entire final season had basically been fictitious and made up by Roseanne, uh-huh. in, in, as a sort of, uh, and in actual fact, Dan, who had had a heart attack at the end of the previous season, had actually died and not survived his heart attack. So.
2: so- so, basically it starts with Bobby Ewing coming out of the shower and <coughs> the words of, the words of Arnold J Rimmer saying death isn't the handicap it used to be
0: yes uh, so they're, they're gonna have to sort of have Dan faking his own death but they were quite good about getting over those sort of things like the the actress that played Becky was switched in for Sarah chalk who was uh mm. who, who went on to, to star in scrubs. And uh they used to make reference to the fact that, you know, she'd changed and make jokes about it. I think there was actually an occasion where Sarah Chalk couldn't do it and they had the original actress come back for an episode. And that right. the, the you know, but they made fun of the fact that it was a different actress playing it. So that they were kind of there were certain amounts of slightly breaking the fourth wall in that show, which I think was was quite good. And, you know, it launched a lot of careers. I mean, um, the, you know, some of the guys from Big Bang started on there. And uh, a little-known writer called Josh Whedon also started on Roseanne as well. That was his first TV writing gig. Oh, yeah. So
2: it As pedigree.
0: You, you know, there is a pedigree there. I, I'm kind of in two minds about whether I want this to, to come back or not. But I can see a relevance to them making it now. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if anything comes of it. But uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. The first big news story we have this week, though, is uh, that 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 man Greg Volante rears his head again. Uh, the man behind Flash... It's Dave's,
2: bro- Dave's bromance. Yeah.
0: Uh, the man behind Flash, Arrow, Legends, uh, all those shows, the upcoming Black Lightning series, which looks like it's going to get put into a, a full production as well. Um, he's got another DC-related TV show coming, Called Titans, mm. which is led by Dick Grayson, uh, or the character of Dick Grayson. Now, you were slightly confused by this because the notes, I, yeah, the, a bit, yeah, the notes in it says the TV show will centre around Dick Grayson, who emerges from Batman's shadow as Nightwing, and pulls together a team of new superheroes, including Starfire, Raven, and others. It, yes, Gold. What was your confusion doing it?
2: Well, I, I'm not as as uh, up to speed and au fait with you know comic books things as as you and others are so as far as i understood it dick grayson was robin yes you know tight pants yellow and red all that kind of stuff yeah so i i have heard of nightwing and i have heard of of there being other robins and other night other nightwings but i'm not sure which are the main canon and which are spin-offs so yeah. somebody somebody and at the moment that means you gonna have to explain <laughs> to me the difference between Robin and Nightwing in right. terms of okay. Dick Grayson.
0: The what it's it seems to be saying is the premise of this will be Dick Grayson who was Robin to Batman. Uh yeah. he was the original Robin. He mm. ends up when he when he sort of leaves the service of Batman. They sort of have an argument and he ends up leaving. He changes from being Robin into being Nightwing. And Nightwing actually Dick Grayson he's probably been playing Nightwing in popular culture for Almost as long as he was Robin originally.
2: Well, that that leads me to two other questions, which I'm I'm asking probably on behalf of other people who don't know these things. Who then became Robin, and how did he just change from Robin to Nightwing?
0: Well, he he basically ditched the Robin persona and took on Nightwing as a, the the new one, Nightwing persona. So that was that was Dick Grayson. There was then a gap where Batman was on his own. The second person to take over the role was a character called Jason Todd. Jason was killed by the Joker and then resurrected in a Lazarus pit which is a, a thing that uh Ra's al Ghul who people that watch Arrow will know about Lazarus pits because they use one in that show to bring back one of the land sisters they basically Lazarus pits allow the body to regenerate so after Jason Todd was killed by the Joker he's resurrected he goes on to become a new persona called Red Hood after that there is again a bit of a break and then you have Tim Drake who He's he's probably one of the the best known and well-loved versions of of Robin in recent years. So Tim plays Robin for a while and then changes to become Red Robin and then I'm trying to think who we had since then. I think there was there was a girl in there and there've been a couple of others. The current Robin though is Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne is the son of Bruce Wayne and Talia al Ghul. So he is genuinely Bruce's son. He was raised by the League of Assassins and he's he's quite a sort of sarcastic and quite serious for a young child. Um, And uh, it starts off as quite a vicious character, but sort of Bruce manages to tone him down a bit. But uh, Damien's, Damien's a great great invention for the, um, in the comics for the comics. So I I would like to see uh, Damien pop up in live action at some point. Okay. But, um, but
2: in terms of the TV series, this is basically what the original Robin is, is doing now. Um, yeah. Do, do we? Ex- I mean, it, it it says he's emerging from Batman's shadow. Do we expect to see Batman's shadow or any other part of Batman? Um, in This
0: i i i don't know i i suspect not actually on screen i wouldn't have thought maybe maybe you will
2: that that's kind of what they said about superman in in uh, supergirl originally
0: yeah i mean my my feeling is they will treat it a bit like they did with superman in the first season of um, supergirl
2: yeah more than anything else yeah okay well that one sounds interesting
0: but uh, it's written and produced by Kiva Goldsman, who was, uh, who's was been a writer on Fringe and Star Trek Discovery and The Dark Tower. I think that's a movie that's coming out soon. And uh, Jeff Johns as well, who is the sort of head of all things DC uh, and has written on Flash and Arrow and God knows how many comic books and, uh, and that sort of stuff. So those are the three people at the moment behind it. The interesting thing about this is that It's not going to air on the CW. It's actually going to air on DC's new streaming service, which is coming next year at some point. So this is going to be a big show to help launch that. What's not entirely clear is whether that is going to be an international service or whether it's just going to be a US service right now. I I did actually ask them that question question directly, and they said we're not revealing anything more about it yet. So right. they've they've not even released a name for the service yet other than they will have an online streaming service. Okay. So we don't know whether it's going to be US based or whether it's going to be international. You have to assume that if it's if it's just US based they're probably going to end up selling the Titan series to Sky, I would have thought over here. Because if it's that's the other thing is with Titans is we don't know whether it's going to be directly tied in to all the other Bellanti shows. One has to assume that it will be, because why wouldn't it? But what's interesting is some of the characters that make up the group of Titans are people like kid flash who is keenan lonsdale's character wally west at the moment on the main flash show whether you're going to see that character get moved over into the new Titans series possibly
2: i mean presumably future tie-ins and crossovers and stuff really will ultimately depend on how well this one performs i mean if it doesn't perform well enough in its first season then all these discussions will be pretty irrelevant
0: well, I mean, it's whether they're moving because Titans is the the group of Titans. They're also known as Teen Titans, but uh, you know, obviously, they're older than that at this point, I think. So, you yes. uh, know, yeah, and Titans is also there's two comic books going now. One which is Teen Titans led by Damian Wayne, and there is a Titans series led by Wally West. So, it's going to be interesting to see whether they do pull some of those characters across to launch this se- this series because you could easily pull and Lonsdale across you could also pull back in um, Colton Hayes who played Arsenal on Arrow as well because he's also been a member of the Titans so that, right. that would help boost the popularity of this show before it even starts because they were quite popular characters and it would also give you a direct tie-in into the bigger universe so, I, I think it's it's quite interesting what they're Sounds doing it. with that. Yeah, definitely. Could be quite good. good. Yeah. Moving on to the next news story. Just when you thought you got rid of all the vampire TV shows. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we have another one coming back, which, or we have another one coming. Although, to be fair, this one is kind of coming from the source material of pretty much every major vampire thing since the 70s because it's it's based on the Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice. And for those of you that don't know the books, I mean the, the the Vampire Chronicles pretty much lay out a lot of the stuff that we know as vampire lore these days, you know. Yeah. Um
2: and and given which birthday it is that you are celebrating today, you like me will remember the film Interview yes. with the Vampire, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Which yes. was not which was not just last year.
0: No, no, it was a number of years ago. Uh, so, and I mean, there have been a few other film versions because they've done Queen of the Damned. I think they also made into a film, which is one of his other books, uh, one of her other books. Sorry, but that that didn't do particularly well. I mean, Interview nope. with the Vampire is is the major thing that that sort of is the biggest version of it that we've seen so far, and was was a fun film. The biggest issue I had with that was the character Black Brad Pitt's character of Louis, who. He's the whiniest person in the entire world, but he's like that in the book. It's a fairly kind of decent portrayal of the character in the book, but Louis just complains about absolutely everything. And and Tom Cruise was superb as Lestat in that film as well, even though... Uh, Anne Rice didn't like the idea of him playing the character in the first place and then retracted it and took out a full-page ad in Variety, apologising for having made noises about the fact that she didn't think he was the right person for it. <laughs> yeah. So, But uh, yeah, the, the Vampire Chronicles TV series had been optioned by Paramount TV and Anonymous Content anonymous content and paramount have worked on a a number of things together including 13 reasons why is one of the things they worked on together berlin station the alienist there's an upcoming netflix series called maniac as well um anonymous content are also responsible for mr robot and the oa and a number of other shows so they've you know they've got some fairly good weight behind them the um New TV series is being written by Christopher Rice, who is the son of Anne Rice. Uh, so he, she's most definitely keeping it in the family.
2: Christ- right. When I first read that, all I could think of was Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yes, not, that's Christopher that's Robin. Not Christopher Rice is a Christopher Robin, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, no, Chris, Christopher Rice is the son of Anne Rice, and he's also an author as well. So he's he's writing the TV adaptation for it. Basically, it, we as we sort of said, I think back in November last year. Anne Rice regained the control of the uh, licenses which she'd lost a number of years before. Uh, she got all the control of the licenses, licenses back, and and her and Christopher were writing, working together to write a pilot pitch script, basically. So it's that that they've they've picked up on that Paramount and Anonymous Content have bought. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm quite looking forward to this because the fact that it's you know the Rice family are very close to it this time around so it, it's likely to be her vision of of what you know the characters were originally supposed to be like so it, it could be quite interesting dark and gothic it's not going to be vampire diaries it's going to be something
2: that's based on
0: yeah yeah much more sort of dark gothic undertones i suspect with this rather than being kind of teen vampire kind of sparkly vampire things, you know. So I, I think it th- this could be quite good given that she actually has some direct control over it this time.
2: Yeah, good.
0: And another book adaptation coming up. It's not a book I know actually, but um Elijah Dushku from Buffy, it's probably what she's best known for. She has he's working on a uh, adaptation of Glenn Cook's The Black Company. Which, um, as I say, don't know the book, but it's a fantasy novel, which sounds quite interesting. It follows an elite mercenary unit called Black Company, who sell their services across this sort of Tolkien-esque landscape to the highest bidder. They find themselves in the employ of the Lady, who's going to be played by Eliza. She's a mysterious dark sorceress who rules over the Northern Empire. (laughs) When the- <laughs> yes, we tried to avoid politics, but yes. Uh, when the hard-bitten mercenary discovers a, a prophecy that the embodiment of good has been reborn, they must re-examine their loyalties. So, um, yeah, it's it's really interesting-sounding thing, and it's, it sounds like it's a full-blown kind of sword-and-sorcery set thing. Uh, they're shooting it in New Zealand, Because where
2: else would you shoot something which is obviously,
1: yeah, Yeah.
0: it's, it's where you have to
2: shoot it, really? Sounds like it's fairly large budget as well, which should make it look great.
0: Yeah, I mean it does sound like it's gonna have a decent budget on it. Uh the the person the other person behind it is David Goya, who is the veteran of Da Vinci's Demons, Constantine, Flash Forward, Blade series, the upcoming Krypton series, which we mentioned a few weeks ago. He was also the writer on Batman Begins, or you know, was involved in the writing of Batman Begins on Batman, Superman, Dawn of Justice. He's writing the upcoming Green Lantern Corpse movie. Mark Stern is also involved. He was head of original programming at Sci-Fi and shepherded in shows such as Battlestar Galactica, Warehouse 13, Eureka, Being Human, Defiance, Alphas, and Stargate Atlantis. So they they've both got very strong kind of genre um, yeah, connections. Yeah, there's a
2: there's a lot of sci-fi and fantasy uh, background there, and you know some of these some of these names that you've just reeled off suggest this could be potentially and and welcome. To be quite dark, uh, action, and it sounds like something I, you know, almost almost Games of Thrones ish. Perhaps, maybe not quite so violent. I don't know, but it, it sounds very very exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does sound interesting. I I don't know exactly what level they're going to pitch it. Whether they are going to pitch it as a sort of adult thing like Game of Thrones, or whether they're going to pitch it a bit lower than that as more of a eighteen kind of audience. But um, yeah, it, it does sound like it could be very very interesting. I believe the books are are aimed at a, a kind of more adult
2: audience as well, so well, I, I hope they keep that. I really do because there's plenty there's plenty for sort of teens and young adults around that we could do with something else yeah um, all, all of a sort of more grown up level yeah. think, uh, keeping eyes on that one, I think.
0: Yes, there's there's eleventh or there is about to be an eleventh novel in the series as well, so they're not short of stuff to work off. Well, it doesn't
2: well, not it, not at risk of having so much TV coming out that they catch up and overtake the writer in this case. Then
0: no, no, definitely not. <laughs> this this <laughs> certainly seems like it's it's unlikely to overtake the uh, writing anytime soon. So yeah, uh, yeah I'm and I'm, I'm I'm quite looking to having Liza back on TV as well because she's. Not really seen much of her since she did Dollhouse. So, uh, that,
2: that, that's that's nearly 10 years ago, I think, isn't it? or more. Quite <laughs> yes, a while.
0: scarily, that's probably true, yes. It's not been sold to a network yet. So, it's going out and apparently has got quite a lot of interest. So, uh, we'll keep an eye on it and let you know when, you know, if and when that gets picked up. And the last new story I have this week, really this put is, in because of, yeah,
2: because that, of Andrew V got the show. <laughs> yes, this really, this sounds fantastic. And oh, can't wait. Go on, please. So, please. Um, Please tell us.
0: It's it's a show which has been acquired by ITV. It's a a US show. It's actually a reality series, which you almost never cover. But um, it, it it just sounded so brilliant that we sort of had to put it in. It's basically William Shatner, Henry Winkler from Happy Days, former boxer and the lean grill master George Foreman, and the American football Terry Bradshaw are backpacking across Asia together. So that that's the basic premise of it the show's called better late than never and in the, the idea is that the four stars are joined by a young comedian called uh, jeff die and they travel through tokyo kyoto seoul hong kong bangkok and shang ming and they're ticking items off their collective bucket lists
2: it's fantastic it's well it's going to be fantastic i think it's got uh, elements of an idiot abroad sounding in it yes um, You know, usually I dislike this kind of thing, but given who's in it, it's going to be great. I don't quite understand why they couldn't just have the four veteran stars. I don't know why they need to have a younger... Kind of sidekick um but we'll see when it starts
0: yeah i mean my guess is that they wanted somebody in that could kind of guide the process a little bit and i, I suspect that's what he's there for plus you know the the guys are all in their kind of 70s at this point so i suspect it, they no, wanted more to...
2: than that william shatner william shatner's 83 or something yeah. he doesn't look it but he is
0: no so they are all getting on a bit all, all those guys yeah So I suspect they just wanted a younger guy that was sort of there on camera and with them and uh, just to help the process along but uh yeah i i really like this i think it, it sounds like it's going to be endless hours of fun it's coming to icv4 on wednesday the third of may at 10 p.m that's so tomorrow so tomorrow, that's everybody that's tomorrow. T- that's tomorrow <laughs> on the uh, time of recording so uh yeah i mean i i, I really like the look of this it's definitely yeah. what i'll be going to watch uh it's based on a korean format mm. called grandpa's over flowers <laughs> which i thought is kind of interesting um, <laughs> sounds like it, it could be quite good fun so it's it, on uh, the it itv4
2: goes without saying i'll be watching it but basically whatever the premise is if it's got captain kirk and the Fonz in the same program i will be watching it
0: yes yeah definitely more william shatner as we've said before definitely anything with more william shatner is always good
2: <laughs> definitely good okay so what do we have next dave
0: next we have an interview <laughs> The interview this week is with the boys from E4's upcoming new comedy drama series, Loaded. Loaded is an adaptation of an award-winning Israeli series. It stars Jim Howick, who you may know from shows like Yonderland and The Aliens and Horrible Histories. Samuel Anderson, who was Danny in Doctor Who and has also been in Trollid. Johnny Sweets, who is in Together, Babylon and Him and Her. And Nick Helm from the brilliant and Geek Town award-winning Uncle. So it's got a really good cast it follows the stories of four friends who become millionaires after selling their software company it's written by john brown who is written for veep and fresh meat the series is co-produced with amc as well and uh, they're going to air it in the us so it's quite a fairly sizable budget series i had a chance to sit down on a uh call with the four guys about the new show so the interview is a bit sort of frenetic because the you've got four guys kind of talking and uh the guys you hear first i think are jim and uh nick johnny's a bit quiet throughout but you'll you'll know samuel because you'll if you're a fan of doctor you'll definitely know samuel because you recognize his voice but uh, all four of them are in there so it's it's a, about a 10 minute chat with those guys just about the show and you know shooting it and you know all that sort of stuff. So here's the interview we'll see you afterwards with some highlights for next week. Bye, 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 bye. Nice to be on talking with you. So it's Jim, Samuel, Nick, and Johnny. That's correct. Right. Okay, good. You're on to talk about your new show, which is called Loaded. Do you want to just tell me a little bit about the show? Whoever wants to take that.
1: Yeah, so it's an eight-part comedy-drama series about four old friends who invent a uh, smartphone game and sell it for 300 million. And the show essentially deals with their exposure to a fortune and how kind of, how it upsets their lives really both outside of their, their friendship group and uh, within the friendship group Nick could probably sum it up in a better way uh, <laughs> <and impaled> it. <laughs> it's um, a uh, light-hearted uh, look at how money can destroy friendships right
0: Yes, that sounds that sounds like it's going to be fun. I've seen the little uh, trailer for it, um, and it it does look really good. You're playing guys that have come into quite a lot of money. Uh, Was it all shot in the UK? Because I know it's a co-production with AMC.
1: It was
0: all shot in the UK. Yeah. Okay. So so you didn't get to fly to any exotic locations, even though you're playing millionaires. That's not fair.
1: (laughs) Oh dear. In Southampton. Did we have a taco bell? In the end? Really well. <laughs> Southampton has a taco bell. Uh, <laughs> but uh, although we were in a week, uh, the timing of the production really didn't allow for didn't coincide with the opening hours of the taco bell. So we never actually got to the taco bell in Southampton, but I do know there is one, and I'm very excited about that because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a large demolition man. Um, and of course, it's <laughs> the only surviving fast uh, food franchise in uh, the year 2026. You're um, quite right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, Southampton was great and, uh, uh, and uh, so was East Ealing. Yes, West good. West Ealing. West Ealing. They're very different. We're still
0: different. West Ealing. West you don't Ealing. want to upset the... You've caused a turf war now between the two of them. <laughs> so, uh, you basically created this uh, game or the characters have created this game. Are any of you gamers? I'm guessing Nick is. Nick strikes me as somebody who
1: games. In my teenage years, I loved a bit of gold. And I and Street Fighter <laughs> and, and Mario Kart. Yeah. Uh, the guys I live with play a bit. Sometimes I still jump on and have a little go, but not particularly. Now. Most but games are such huge commitments now. Like the only games I kind of play anymore, if I do play, are sort of football games, really, because you get that sort of ten minute hit, and then yeah. you're satisfied, and you don't have to sort of commit to, to a boss or or just commit to it. Yeah. I like Tetris and I like Two Dots. And I like Plants vs Zombies. What's that? When you play loads, that's I thought you played that two dots. Is that two dots is it? Yeah, I played that loads. That's Nick Helm saying that he plays two dots a lot. But in terms <laughs> of in terms of big games, uh, I have uh, several copies of uh, Guitar Hero, but um, and I've got but I don't really like play on it. Yeah, I've got it. I've got two uh, uh, Guitar Hero guitars collecting dust and I, you know I bought an Xbox recently because I thought that's the sort of thing someone my age should have in their flat yeah. and I just don't ever use it I love yeah. the Beatles Art Hero which gave us that's a wonderful band. old Beatles rock band Yeah, that was a wonderful couple of Christmases <laughs> but I you know I played the drums and I uh, yeah I just kept getting up a that right. <laughs> you should see if you
0: if you got rock band, you should just like bring the whole the, the whole thing in, and then in the downtimes in between takes, you could have just played that.
1: Well, there's that, four actually, of that, you. Not, uh, well, we had actually. Uh, this is James speaking. We had uh, quite a few distractions off off camera. Anyway, because the sort of nature of the story was that we spend our money on uh, kind of boyish kind of extravagance. So, like, we had a Daytona arcade machine, an original um, sort of nineteen ninety Daytona arcade machine, which which uh, us and the crew enjoyed many times. And also, we had sort of Nerf guns and miniature uh, motorbikes and things. So there was quite a lot to amuse ourselves with I did take my trumpet and play that two takes hang on
0: who who is that who's the trumpet player Samuel oh right okay cool I I also in a former life played the trumpet as well so Oh cool. So yes, I haven't it's have downstairs, it? yeah. I haven't played it for a very long time. Ah, uh, right,
1: nice.
0: No, yeah. Nice. Does the fact that it's a co production with a, a, a big company like AMC add extra pressure to you when you're kind of shooting it? Or is it just nice to have the extra money from them?
1: I think uh... We oversaw it a little bit and thought, oh, oh. but I think um, it just boils down to the fact that we wanted to do good, good work and we wanted to put in good performances, and I'd do that on any production. So um, I think you think, oh, AMC, you start panicking about it, but, yeah. but when the actual production kicked in, it was just a case of trying to do your best every day, which uh, you know it's applicable to any job, really. Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was essentially. Um, this is Jim, so this, it's essentially. That, yeah, that was Nick. Yeah, that was <laughs> This is yeah. Johnny, I'm not saying it It wasn't really, uh, apart from kind of uh, the read-throughs and um, obviously when Mary came to work, there wasn't really uh, an American presence on set, so it felt like kind of cosy British comedy, really, to make, but with just a bit more time spent on lighting and drones and... You know what you would expect for um, a, 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 with a bigger budget. Yeah, yeah. It's, it'll be weird to have that second first night kind of yeah. vibe, but that'll be funny. Um, yeah, 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 it'll be interesting to see how Americans sort of. The thing about Americans, I think, is that famously they kind of love things that are that are sort of considered to be sort of British tropes, like ultra British stuff, like Monty Python and um, Benny Hill and Doctor The biggest British export is keeping up appearance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and this is a very British kind of take on on um, on money, really. So, so it'll be interesting to see how how they how it fares in America.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's a, it's an interesting show for AMC as well, because you know you think of them as being kind of you know Breaking Bad and Vertical Soul and you know Sense of these kind of big drama things um, more than comedies. So I, I, I,
1: not, very... I would say that it's definitely a mix between comedy and drama. And, right. I, and, I, and I used to watch Breaking Bad as if it was a comedy a lot of the time.
0: Yes, I guess. I, I guess there were there were those sort of comedic moments in it. Loaded's actually based on an Israeli series, isn't it, I think? Yes. Did any of you look at the original?
1: I, I saw a couple of episodes of it, yeah. That's, that's, Johnny. that's Johnny speaking, who's seen a few episodes of the original um, Israeli version of Loaded.
0: What are the sort of differences? How does it I compare? Think,
1: yeah, I think the main difference is... Is first of all, it's a half hour, it's more of a sitcom, so I think there's less of a sort of drama DNA to it and right. fewer, fewer sort of journeys throughout the series, uh, sort of character journeys throughout the series. But I mean, the other difference is, I think the, the key thing about the show is that the characters suffer and are embarrassed by and punished by their money. I think that, in that sense, it's probably quite contemporary as, a, as an approach to sort of getting rich. Yeah. And, um, and I think the original version, I think it's a few years back now, and I think there's a lot more of them enjoying their money and enjoying the parties and the crazy fun, if you know what I mean. There's obviously not just that, but I yeah. think it's probably the main difference is that there's a very British, embarrassed, angst ridden, anxious approach from the four characters about their newfound wealth. That's Johnny speaking. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Time for one more question. I think. Okay, I'll go for my uh, my, my traditional closing question, which is: um, What TV shows are you watching at the moment? Each of you. I tell
1: you what I've been watching recently, which is quite relevant. It's Billions.
0: Yes, that. The, yeah, that sort of. Yeah, that makes makes sense. That's very yeah. relevant to your show.
1: It is. That's about wealthy wealthy fund manager and being investigated by. Attorney General. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's kind of some people do, you know, responding to the money thing in a very, very specific and very different way from us. Yeah. Being their main ambition. And when they get it, they want more of it. Whereas I think our characters obviously, when they get it, have a mini nervous breakdown. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is Jim I just started watching the, the, the third series of the trip I've just finished watching the love. Oh, series oh, <laughs> it's oh, the best oh, TV oh, show ever I'm, I'm, sure cool. watch. I'm, I'm watching it, I love it I'm addicted to a show called Alaskan Bush People <laughs> uh, which is the reality show on Discovery about a family that lives in the wilderness in Alaska and wow. um and, uh, I mean, it's kind of trashy reality, essentially, but I love them now. I love them like they're my own blood. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm completely ill. And it, it just, it's one of those sort of those shows that you would sort of stop at, I suppose. Of course it is. Yeah. Them, so but it's just so well put together and so well edited and produced that you can't help but become addicted to it. I love them. That's <laughs> what I'm watching at the moment. I'm hoping to get off it soon. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not watching anything on TV at the moment, but I did just watch a great film. I watched it twice. It's called What We Do in the Shadows. And if oh, you haven't yeah. seen it, I recommend it. I watched that again. That's it's a vampire, vampire, vampire a... mockumentary. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay. I'll have to go and look it's, that uh, up. It's isn't it strange that's right yeah and my favourite TV show of all time is Chef's Table on Netflix and that's what Nick Helm is watching I've uh, been Nick Helm <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, Thank you very much. lovely talking to you. Johnny's saying thank you. Thank you very
0: much. Bye. 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 That was the interview with the boys from Loaded. You can catch the show when it lands on Channel 4 on Monday, the 8th of May at 10 pm. Here's some highlights on TV for next week. So highlights for next week. You've got The the Big Show, which actually started airing yesterday, but it's on Amazon Prime, so you can go and watch it anytime. Amazon Prime Video, American Gods, Season 1. First episode is now up. Started the 1st of May. Absolutely brilliant. Amazing series. So if you've not got an Amazon Prime subscription, this is definitely one of the ones and one of the reasons I would go out and get it.
2: Brilliant how
0: it's incredibly well written it's very interesting slightly confusing in places there are hints of things like legion if you saw legion um mm-hmm. where things don't quite necessarily make sense at first there are certain elements of that going on in it it's a very interesting adaptation the acting is superb i i just i really can't praise the series highly enough at the moment i i've seen the first couple of episodes and thoroughly enjoyed it so I think it's it's one that's worth going to see. It's only eight episodes, the first season, and they're about 43 minutes long, I think. And it's on Stars in the US, but it's on Amazon Prime Video over here. So uh, you can go and watch that now. Um, and it's coming out weekly because it's coming out the day after it goes out on Stars in the US.
2: Just a, a question for me and anybody else. I've dipped into Amazon Prime before, but I can't remember the answer. Something like this, it comes out weekly. Once it's finished, does it then stay? So for example you take an amazon prime month yeah christmas you can binge watch this all at the same time it Um, it it doesn't go
1: off
0: well yes it stays generally it will stay on but you know how how with netflix shows they kind of drop off every six months or so you might get things that drop off and things that arrive there will be a certain amount of that right but in most cases like um outlander for example I think is on there permanently and you can watch all f- what four seasons or whatever it is of, of that show. Uh, same with Lucifer, the first two seasons of, of Lucifer, which is the next show we're coming to. Uh, they're both on there as, as well. So yes, I mean, it won't because it's not an Amazon prime original. There's no guarantee that it will stay on there forever, but it's certainly up until now that appears to be the case that they are staying on there so i i suspect that would be the case with this as well right so it it could be a case of you wait eight weeks and go and binge watch it at the end definitely or
2: or wait till the new series of um grand tour comes on and do it all together
0: yeah yeah well that that's true as well lucifer is also coming on to amazon prime as i just mentioned that's for the third part of season two because it had a big break in the middle of it. it's had two breaks now uh that's lands today second of may on amazon prime Uh, again a great great series really fun i know it's not a faithful adaptation of the comic book but it works well as a tv show uh tom ellis is fantastic in it so uh, another one worth going to get and again i know we're plugging amazon prime a lot but it's got some good things on at the moment so it's worth going to get better late than never as we mentioned earlier coming to itv4 on the 3rd of may at 10pm william shatner henry winkler george foreman and terry bradshaw backpacking through asia so uh yes i think that's going to be fun and well worth watching and then over on netflix Sense8 season two starts on the 5th of may This will continue after the bizarre Christmas special that they did. And I'm still not entirely sure why they did a Christmas special. But anyway, yes, that will continue off after that. So about the eight people who find themselves around the globe. Telepathically connected. But yeah, a fun first season. So we've got season two of that coming. Then a new show coming to Sky One called Jamestown. And that's coming on the 5th of May at 9 pm, which is set in uh, 1619 in the early days of the first British settlers arriving in America. Jamestown tells the story of a group of young women who have arrived to join some of their men and uh, some of the men who are already there. Um, they're sort of leaving the old world for the new world and uh, set to leave their old lives behind them. But some of the men aren't over-impressed with the effect the women are having on their predominantly male
2: society. This looks like it could be quite good. Yeah, historical dramas, quite often they can be done... Well, they can be done badly, but I think this one looks really promising.
0: Yeah, it's got a fairly solid cast behind it, so I think this could be quite interesting. It's it's on Sky One, interestingly, as well, because I I expected this to land on Sky Atlantic.
2: Yeah, because it, think it so. sounded
0: like a Sky Atlantic show, and it's not. It's on Sky One, so I I don't know. You we'll got Jason, got Jason Fleming in the cast. You have got Max Beasley in the cast as well. So it sounds quite good fun. So yeah, or, you yeah. know could be quite interesting. Uh, Fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season 12 of that lands on Netflix on the 7th of May. Again, that's a show that everybody tells me is brilliant and I haven't caught up with properly yet. I've seen a couple of episodes and it seemed fun, but I need to go and watch that. It's also airing from season 6 on Viceland, if you've not got Netflix, from uh, Monday the 27th of March. That started airing on Viceland, which is one of the Sky channels. And then Loaded, as we mentioned earlier, you've got that coming on Channel 4 on the 8th of May at 10pm. And uh, that looks like it's going to be a show definitely worth watching. So that's everything, unless you've got anything else you want to add in?
2: I was just saying, I think um, I think it's just new in today. Pete, unless you've heard already, Peter Kay is saying there will be no more car share. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Uh, so, no third series of that, no Christmas special. He's done, but he did suggest he was looking at Phoenix Nights again. Oh, um, so more news there if we get it. And I think going out with one of the biggest TV programs of our time, um, Game of Thrones. I've just—I I think it was just yesterday—I got an email from Now TV already trailing and advertising season season seven, um, yeah. which is not not coming soon it's it's july but obviously they are yes uh, working on a very big build-up for a very big very big season yes so, um, can't
0: come soon enough
2: <laughs> exactly exactly we,
0: we are already behind when we usually get it so uh, yes i'm i'm definitely looking forward to that arriving they're going to be pushing that quite hard if you've not got sky go and get your now tv subscription updated and um, buy that for a month or a couple of months while uh,
2: game of thrones is on <laughs> I think you can get all the, all the previous seasons on there at the moment as well. Yes. If you haven't, I mean, if, if you've been living under a rock or something, then you and I haven't heard of Game of Thrones, do it. Yes. <laughs> Obviously
1: do it.
0: Yeah, there's a number of ABC shows somebody pointed out. I haven't gone and looked, but apparently there is a number of ABC shows on the ABC channel that haven't popped up anywhere else. So if you're a fan of it, it's worth going to look. I need to go and look around now. TV a little bit. And, yeah, yeah and
2: have a that's, look at that. I mean, it, 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 there are some hidden nuggets in um, places like that and Virgin Media is on demand, yeah. certain locations that you might find things that are just not available elsewhere that nobody else has perhaps thought of. Yeah. And and we are finding this with the discussions of premieres and, and what's going where and what's renewed. The percentage of the discussion on the likes of Amazon and Netflix and those type of platforms is always increasing in relation to traditional broadcast i yeah. think even even in the space of five years these things wouldn't have even come into it whereas now it's i don't know i wouldn't like to put a percentage on it but it's it's high
0: yeah yeah and i mean if you've got a reasonable internet connection and you're not too bothered about you know picking and choosing be able to record all the shows if you want a cheap alternative to sky now tv is definitely the way to do it it's a fabulous service for what seven pound a month or something like that yeah and,
2: and, and you can dip in and out as you want that's yeah that's the beauty of it you're not tied in forever yeah, um, yeah there are issues obviously if you're doing that and you're doing amazon we i think we've talked about this before you know you're just 7.99 or whatever for amazon and then whatever it is 5.99 for netflix and another 7.99 for now tv just to get sky atlantic and, and, and etc plus of course whatever subscription you're paying for your TV and of course your internet it does add up.
0: Yeah, it do, it does but you know, if you're if you're prepared to cord cut and and get rid of your Virgin contract or your Sky TV contract and Now TV box and Amazon subscription and a Netflix subscription that are, all together are cheaper than your standard Sky subscription. So
2: that yeah, doesn't yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It, that- yeah, you're you're quite right.
0: So so that is definitely the cheapest way to do it if you're looking to get the most content you can on a budget. So that is everything from us for this week. If you want to find the latest information, you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see the latest air date info. If you want to get in touch with your questions and comments, you can email us on the podcast at geektown.co.uk Leave a message on the website post find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Geektown, and on Instagram at Geek Town UK. That is everything. We shall see you next week. Bye bye. Bye everyone.